You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. From a from a theological and 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 biblical standpoint, the primitive root of bless is to be marred with blood. To be marred with blood. Leviticus seventeen and eleven tells us that life is in the blood. If you're going to exist, it's going to take that red fluid flowing from your crown, sole of your, your feet. And the one that put blood in us is our God. It was his decision to Make sure we had red fluid flowing through our body in order for us to live. But taking the definition further, when it comes to being marred with blood, it says in reference to us as Christians that Because of the blood of Jesus, we have been redeemed. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are no longer the rank sinners that we used to be. We are no longer headed to hell. We have been redeemed. And it was because of Jesus shedding his blood. Hebrews 9 and 22 closes out by by saying, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. No remission. No stopping what was designed to kill us except The blood of Jesus covered it. Except Jesus took upon himself our sins. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. We are redeemed simply because of the blood of Jesus. And so we we should be happy because, rightfully speaking, uh, we deserve death. Yeah, we we deserve death. And and we couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't bring ourselves out of our predicament. But God so loved the world that he said, I'm going to give Jesus. But But I can't give him without him shedding blood. 
and not just shed it. it. It has to come out of him. He has to die. He has to die. That which gives life has to come out of his body. Hit the dirt. Hit the earth in order to redeem mankind. Why did it have to flow down and hit the dirt? Because we are dust. For dust you are and to the dust you shall return. If it had not been for the blood of Jesus look how messed up we would still be. Ooh, look how messed up we would still be. Blessed because of blood. I said, bless because of blood. Give your Jesus a hand right now. And get this. That blood has healing power. That blood has power enough to change your situation. Whatever you may be battling right now. Whatever may be going on with you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and so forth, that blood still has power to redeem. See, it, ju it just didn't redeem you physically. It redeemed you entirely. It was his blood that caused Jesus to be able to make the statement that he came that you might have life. And that more abundantly. Again, because life is in the blood. But bless also connotes being in a happy or better place. Being in your happy place. Ooh, God. Imagine where you would be if it hadn't been for him. Being saved is a happy place. It's a happy place. It's a better place. It's a beneficial place. It's a good place. And, and it's not only a good place in reference to to being saved, but, but it's a good place for you to be in that you're in a place where God can continue to allow his benefits to come your, your way. David said he, he gives benefits every single day. And, and some we can write down because we, we know, man, this wasn't nothing but Jesus that did this for me. Oh, good God, man, I just found something I had no idea. God done gave you an unexpected blessing. You can write that blessing down. But there are some things God does for you. You don't even recognize. There are some mountains that he has moved for you that, that, that you don't even realize 
There are times that, that the devil or demons have approached God like, like they approached him in reference to Job. But God said, no, you can't touch her right now. You can't do anything to him right now. No telling how many blessings God has given you that you don't even know about. But some of us know we bless. You remember when you were struggling? You remember when you didn't have a pot to twiddle in nor a yard to throw it out in and don't try to act so did it on me. Woo! Tell somebody God done brought me from a long way. I may not be where I desire, but I sure ain't where. <laughs> I said I sure ain't where. When you get to going through a trial, think of how it used to be. That'll cause you to give God the praise, to give him the glory, to give him the honor. When your body starts to be wrecked with pain, think of where you used to be before God bless you. God causes us to be to be happy. I, I want to show you something real quick in scripture in reference to that. Go with me to uh, Psalm 127. Y'all still alright? Consider Psalm 127. Notice this, uh, Psalm 127 and 5. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies. Where? Now, this is talking in reference to a person having children. But I want you to notice what he closes out the verse implying when God has caused you to be happy you can even speak to your enemies without allowing your behavior or your attitude to be out of character that that's how powerful God's happiness is when you possess when, 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 when you're happy based upon what God has done for you, you can go through storm after storm after storm and still have a smile on your face. You, you can stand before the doctor and the doctor can tell you it just don't look good. It looks like this, that, and the other. But you can stand with a smile on your face because in your mind is, I hear you, doc, but God has the final say. Doc, you talk like you're the alpha and the omega, but that is not who you are. There is only one real alpha. There is only one real omega, and his name is 
Jesus. When you truly understand how blessed or how happy you are in God, you don't allow the trials and troubles of life, which will come, disturb what God has ordained for you to possess. I say, you don't allow it. You're, you're going to do exactly what he tells you in the word because you recognize that you are a blessed person. I said you recognize that you are a blessed person. I got to show you one more thing. Good God. Go with me to the book of, Lord uh, have mercy. Go with me to the book of Luke, the 11th chapter. And verse 28. I want this to sink into you before I drop something on you. Don't even think about the drop right now. Just think about Luke 11 to 28. The drop coming. Don't worry about that. But just think about this right here. Matter of fact, let me read verse 27 to bring more clarity to it. Luke 11, 27, 28. And it happened as he or Jesus spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you. And the breast which nerves you. But watch this. But Jesus said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are those that think word, talk word, and do word. That's basically what he was saying. Say to your neighbor, I know you're not perfect. You couldn't be perfect if you strive to do it all day. You couldn't be perfect if you shut yourself in a room, locked the door, and wasn't nobody in the room but you. But how many of you do strive to think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed word? You strive to do that. Even though you may not be flawless, you strive to do it. Well, you should recognize according to what Jesus said here in Luke 11 and 28, you're blessed. But, but now when you're blessed, according to the word, it should be followed by you expressing it in your life. But. Here come the drop. Say your neighbor. Here come the drop. Don't miss it. But, but now this is the problem. You have people. Or saints. That do not. Recognize how blessed they are. God, I wish I could go to California and say in California, I can't go there. I wish I could just say, well, you got folk in California that don't recognize how blessed they are. 
I wish I could say you got folk over on the south side that don't recognize how blessed they are. And which you do have folk like that in California and on the south side. But I'm talking about folk in here. You might actually be sitting beside somebody that, that, that does not recognize how blessed he or she is. And, and you know, I, I got a good view from here. I, I see people when I have my glasses on, especially. I mean, man, he ain't, he ain't gave God a clap the whole service. Lord, I, I see her, I see she got on pretty lipstick, but, but she ain't moved a little bit for God today. So I guess this fashion time for her. A pretty day. See, when you recognize how blessed you are, it means that you show. You show it. You express it. You express it by letting him know that you're aware of it. And because God wants folk to know you appreciate him, as well, you let folk know how blessed you are because of God. You can't convince me that you recognize the goodness of God and you never allow a hallelujah to come out of your mouth. I don't believe you. How in the world can you say you recognize how blessed you are in God and you never send him up a hallelujah? Some of us go through the whole service not giving God a good old hallelujah. Sometimes you can feel the spirit of praise in the house. What are you talking about? You can feel a spirit of praise that, that if it really hits you, you're going to dance, you're going to leap, you're going to wave your hand, you're going to clap, you're going to do something. But I have felt the spirit of praise. But again, because of the view that I have here, I see folk that I know God done brought from a mighty long way. They still look as if God hadn't done anything for them. And, and what bothers me, I'm still at the drop. Y'all stay with the drop. What, what, what bothers me is that I have seen some of the same folk that will not recognize how blessed they are because of God smile when they get a certain job 
get a car or get something else but will never let go and let God have his way in the sanctuary you're holding on the place that we are supposed to let go and let God David said I will enter his courts with some thanksgiving I'm going to walk into his house with some praise David was so bent on praising God to where he said in Psalm 50 in one part let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord praise him on the high sounding cymbal praise him on the temple praise him in a dance why do you bring up David because the Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart. David so believed in praising God to where in the midst of him dancing before God, he would start coming out of his clothes. I got to praise him without my coat. I, I may need to do the Gina May take off my, my shoes and praise him barefooted. Say to your neighbor, you should praise God at all times. Hebrew writers say, you got to enter into his, into his presence and give him the sacrifice of a praise. When you're feeling down in your body, praise him anyhow. When everything that can go wrong is taking place, praise him anyhow. When it don't look like it's going to turn out in your favor, praise him anyhow. When it don't look like victory going to drop in your lap, go ahead and turn in a victory turn anyhow because God is going to cause it to work out if you just give him a praise. Some of us like T.J. White, we got to praise. Ella White going to it for 30 something years. It has not failed, not one Sunday to where Ella White, he going to praise him if don't nobody else praise him. He going to give God the glory if don't nobody else give God the glory. And that does not just need to be his testimony. That needs to be all of our testimony. I'm not asking you to dance like Elder White. I'm not asking you to leap like Brother Powell. I'm just asking you to show God some appreciation for what he's done, for what he's doing, and what he's going If it be true, tell too far, he's worthy of your praise. I don't care what you're going through. He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your hallelujah. He's worthy of a thank you, Jesus. He's worthy of a... Let everything that has breath Give God the praise. Say to your neighbor, I'm blessed. And I know I'm blessed. Oh, that's our testimony. You know you're blessed. 
You know you wouldn't have what you have. You know you wouldn't be staying where you stay. You know you wouldn't be doing as well as you're doing if it had not been for the goodness of God. And it's important. It's important to Jesus that his disciples recognize how blessed they are. It was so important to him here in Luke 10. To where he, he pulled them aside. He wanted it to be a private, a private moment with his, his disciples. Now, 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 when you talk with folks in private, you want to talk about something significant. Country folk would say, important. Can, can, can I see you for a minute? Yeah, can I talk to you? Yeah. And then you look around, you want to make sure ain't nobody. <laughs> Pull them in private. And, and what he was about to say, if, if you don't really understand the, the importance of recognizing how blessed you are. You never would have thought the words that he said to his disciples should have been said in private. But it was important for him to let them know. Blessed are the eyes that have seen what you've seen. You done seen some stuff. And you're blessed. You're blessed. And he was talking literal and figurative. Because, because later on, he also took it a notch further. And told them, blessed are the ears that have heard what you've heard. He wanted them to understand the things that you have seen, literally. You're blessed. The things that you have heard, literally, you're blessed. You have to recognize what God gives you. Some folks don't get. You done saw God do in your life what you didn't see happen with your granddaddy. Your mama, your auntie, 
but he did it for you. You done seen God bless folk with a job that they really didn't deserve. You done seen God allow folks to go through a horrendous sickness and he blessed them to continue doing what they need to do even though they are still battling that sickness. He's still keeping them because he wants them to keep battling so they can be a testimony for somebody else. You pray, God, take it away. God says, no, I can't take it away. You're too big of a testimony. I'm going to have to let you let folks see that you can battle what's trying to take you out. And I'll still give you some life. I'll still give you the ability to dance, to leap, and to continue to enjoy your life. Your husband thought you would just go down when he divorced you. He looked at his watch. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> Before she hit rock bottom. Because cause he, he thought he was your source. But because you kept giving God the praise, you kept giving God the glory, you kept magnifying him, God said, I am your source. He may have done good to you, but can't nobody, but nobody, but nobody, but nobody, but nobody do you like I do you. Say to your neighbor, you got to recognize that you're blessed. You should be struggling, but God made sure you, you, you wouldn't struggle by blessing you with exactly what you need. I got to get back in the drop zone. But some of you have the audacity to come in his house talking about you got a little headache and every time you move, you it, it just bothers you a little bit. Well, if you'll go ahead and just let God have his way, he won't only remove the headache, but whatever else is going on in your life, he will cause a healing to hit you from your crown to the sole of your feet and you'll never be the same again. You was eating big chicks every Sunday. Or something like a big chick every Sunday. And now God done bless you the way you can eat anywhere you want to eat. Yeah. 
You got the nerve to sit in your seat. I wish Reverend Walker would hurry up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of hungry back here. I, 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 say your neighbor, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Want to cut off the Holy Ghost so you can go and get something to eat. Look at somebody and say that ain't right. You got to recognize how blessed you are. Every time God do something for me, I don't care where I am. He going to get a dance. He going to get a hallelujah. He going to get a thank you. He going to get a praise. I don't care if the president is in front of me. I don't care if your doctor is looking at me cross-eyed. I will give God the praise in his office. I'll give him the praise at Tanner, Wellstar, Piedmont, Grady, or some other hospital because I know that can't. Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. My wife don't like me saying hallelujah. You should blow up the house with hallelujahs. You should go in there after church on Sunday with a big hallelujah. Take your time saying hallelujah just to let her know you're going to praise your God. Whether it's in the house, outside the house, at the church, outside the church because you refuse not to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise because he's been better to you than you've been to your High five somebody and say, God been better to me than I've been to myself. I ain't got your education and thank you too educated to praise God. Oh, you six figure, you six figure man right now. So you you don't feel like you have to do all that no more. The same way God bless you to earn six figure, he can cut you down like a tree. Like somebody putting an axe to a tree. You better give God the praise for blessing you. You better recognize that God did for you. What nobody in your family ever experienced. And some of us have that testimony. We have been blessed to the point to where we know that nobody in our family. Is on such a level. And this is the thing. You got family members that are way more educated than you. You got to recognize how blessed you are. If I drop dead right now, y'all better praise God at, at my service. <laughs> pastor gone. Yeah, but pastor was blessed. God blessed pastor with a good life and now God taking him to a better life. 
But if you don't recognize how blessed you are, every time you get to going through trouble, you'll start complaining. Every time pain hits somewhere, you'll start complaining. You will get old and instead of, instead of giving God the praise for getting older. Man, you don't want to get old. You'll start feeling the gout. Your knees start aching. Your foot don't want to act right sometimes. Bible talks about how blessed you are to get old. Talk about the blessing of, of gray hair. Talks about the blessing of older people being able to give younger folk testimony about the goodness of God. But you have the nerve. I wish I was young. No, 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 no. I don't want folk to know. Tell them. Because you blessed. But you got to recognize it. Again, which is to show awareness to God and to folk. But it's also to appreciate. You have to appreciate where you you have to appreciate it. Yeah. If you ain't got no money right now, appreciate it. Because having no money right now is going to come in handy in the future. When God bless you with a whole lot of money, you're going to be able to look back. On a Monday and clap your hand because of how far he done brought you. But he wanted them to know. That's the implication that, look, you're blessed. And then he drops on them as I get ready to close it. Prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and to hear what you hear. And I got to thinking, I say, I say, if he was talking about in the past, imagine they, they are blessed to hear things that Elisha, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Obadiah, and others didn't even get to see or hear. But if they were talking about the present, or Jesus was talking about the present. They knew that even though folk were going around teaching and preaching from the Old Testament, they were not getting the revelation that Jesus was giving them. 
So, some of us, we, we, we take for granted getting the rain. There are folks that are starving in churches because they don't get a tailored word. Don't get a tailored word. They get a hoop. Get a holler. Get a teaching based upon what was on the internet or was popular that will arouse the flesh, but not a rhema. And and folks who who get a rhema, it's just like, well, that's what I expect. A rhema. And that's the reason sometimes when, when, when people come in and, and hear the word, they be so excited. And, but but sometimes they'll sit beside somebody that used to be like. <laughs> Only difference. They stop recognizing how blessed they are. They are. Stop recognizing. I got to show you a scripture. I'm closing with this. Let's go to the book of, uh, well, same book, Luke. I think I want to go to chapter 17. Lord, have mercy. Y'all still all right? I know that drop zone. It was, it was, it was a little, a little something, something. But I had to drop it. Luke 17, we'll start at verse 12. I'm closing with this. Then as he entered a certain village, there met Jesus ten men who were, who were lepers. Who stood afar off because they had to. It was a law that if you were a leper, you had to stand so many feet away. And, and was not in the text is what they were required to do. They were required to, to stand so many feet away and yell out, Unclean! <laughs> unclean! I am unclean. I'm nasty. I'm not allowed to go to your supermarket. I can't go to Walmart with you because I'm unclean I've heard about the buffet at Golden Corral never taste the prime rib that they say they give you but I I hope to but right now I'm I'm unclean I see you have on nice clothes I'm looking, but I know I got on rags. I'm not permitted to wear nice things. At one time, these were decent. 
but not anymore because I am unclean. Can you imagine being, being cast out of society and being deemed by folk you're nasty? unclean. I don't like past saying nasty. Well, nasty, unclean, synonymous. <laughs> Let me paint this picture. But notice this. And they lifted up their voices, all ten, because they wanted something. They wanted something. All, all ten of them lifted up their voices. And said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Even though they, they had not been at the local Walmart, they had been hearing stuff. They had not been to the supermarket, but they had been hearing about, about Jesus. And this is what Jesus said to them. Verse 14. When he saw them. He said to them, he knew they were lepers. Again, because of their clothing, their, the dinginess, the nastiness, the uncleanness. And so, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. That was the law. Go show yourself to the priest. Once the leper was, was clean, the leper was to go show himself to the priest. So Jesus basically spoke, be clean. Even though we don't see it in the text, he spoke, be clean. Because in order to go to the priest, that had to be done. He spoke it. And eventually as they walked, it started manifest. Notice this. And so it was that as they went they were cleansed all of them shouted because they wanted something on one accord all of them knew who Jesus was look at what they called him twofold twofold word Jesus Savior, Master. Implication, we had been near you, but we are your servants. It's amazing how folks like to be called Christian. But will only recognize Jesus in certain places. Stay with me. Verse 15. Now notice they all were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, knew he was healed, returned and with a loud voice Glorify God. 
fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus. Giving him thanks. He started recognizing him. Sending up some thanks. You, Jesus. Some hallelujah. Just say it gave him thanks. And you know if you're going to give God thanks, you're going to throw in some hallelujahs. Praise the Lord. But fail well at his feet. He knew Jesus that gave him a miracle. He knew he was miraculous. And he, just, he, he recognized and, and just gave him, him thanks. But it was only one. And according to verse 16, the one was a Samaritan. Or in our day, we would call him a half-breed. A mixed race. That's what we would call him. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten <laughs> cleansed? Where are the nine? We, well, you know, I, I, I just didn't just bless Deacon Holland with a, a, a vehicle. It was 15 more folk I, I blessed with a vehicle. Now, I, I know four of them said something about it. Where are the other 10? I, I just did make sure that uh, Senior Minister Mullen got a promotion, but it, it, it's like. 87 folk in the church that I gave a promotion. Now they done told all their family members, but they hadn't gave me the glory in my church. They hadn't gave me the glory. What has God done for you that you said, I'm too shy to get up and tell it? What, what he done done for you that you holding on to and he wondering why you didn't give him the glory for it? I did give him the glory in private, but I'm not a... You have to publicly acknowledge the goodness of God. And you can see that throughout scripture. Genesis and Revelation. That's not a Walker 101. That, that's a Bible thing. You just have to get. And see that. That's the thing he wanted. He's in the look. Were there not tens that were cleansed? What a, what a nine. It, it's amazing how folk have been so blessed but never share it. 
I asked him, I said, how in the world could, could you, you give Jesus all the praise in times past about what he, what he done done for you, but now you don't think he deserves it because you count it just something regular. Blessings never get regular. God should always get the glory. No matter how prosperous you become, you should always give God the glory. Lord have mercy. Y'all still all right? Notice this. Verse 18. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this, this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. But this is what I really want you to get as I close it. Your faith has made you well. Now, faith in one sense is a, is a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. See, the one didn't just call him Jesus and Master. He exemplified it in what he did in his life. He exemplified it. it it's not just him having belief, but but. Him coming back, he exemplified to Jesus. I didn't just call you Savior. I just didn't acknowledge you as Master. I want you to know I know that's who you, you are. And Jesus recognized that his lifestyle was that of, of faith. And told him, change your plans for you. You ain't got to go to no priest. You go on your way. Your faith has made you well. I'm done. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.